You're listening to the Wellbeing Podcast with Dr. Rani Bora and Liz Scott. In each 10-minute episode, Rani and Liz explore the powerful truth about resilience, resourcefulness, and psychological well-being. And the good news is that it's much more simple than you ever thought. Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Podcast with me, Liz Scott, and I'm a well-being coach. Hi, I'm Rani Bora. I'm a psychiatrist and a coach. And Rani, we're really interested in this whole area of listening for well-being. And I, I guess it's just, just worth highlighting that we often, I guess, look for what's wrong. or looking, We look for the troubles in people and try and fix the troubles. Is that what you tend to find? Um, in the short answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, so when we are listening to people, it's about listening for what's not right and trying to fix that. Yeah, I do. Th- I mean, I still do that in in when I kind of fall out of like listening for well-being, which is what we're going to talk in, about in a bit. But, you know, when I hear people talk about their troubles or their anxieties or their worries or they've got a problem coming up. I don't know. I just go into like, how can I, how can I fix you? How can I make it better? It comes from a good place, but I'm trying to fix. Yeah. So what do we mean when we talk about listening for well-being then? So listening for well-being is, again, you know, we are not asking people to stop doing what they're doing. Like if they're in a caring profession and, and, and part of their, their role is to really help someone, please do that. What we are what we are suggesting is that sometimes when we constantly do that, when we are in a tick box sort of uh, mode, we fail to see what's in front of us. And that could be quite subtle at times because if people are extremely um, anxious, say, or they are very, very in a bad state, in, in a distressed state, so, uh, you, you, get, you get what I'm saying when I say bad states, they, they, they really feel they're in, really in a bad state and then sort of they need to be in a different uh, sort of they're desperate to get out of that state because it feels so bad um, and because we are so drawn to helping them we completely forget that sort of okay we, we sort of listen to them but is there something else going on um, behind all that that sort of um, that's still worth just just noticing and, and this is what we mean by well-being uh, and listening for well-being um, Liz, has it ever happened to you when you think like, okay, uh, surely well-being and distress can't exist together. Like if someone is in a very distressed state, they can't be well at the same time. And I have been there. And what happens is though, when I just listen and I allow myself to listen and really not knowing what to offer, like you know, I don't know what to offer, I don't know what's going to help, and I just sit there listening what tends to happen is I get a sense that there is something else going on for that person beyond all that. And, and that's so, it might be just a quietness, you know, it might just feel like, it, just, it might just come as a feeling, but you know that sort of um, there's something else that sort of uh, comes, comes very, is there. You can see how, how it's very difficult to use words, but the more we just sort of 
listen to them and sort of um, acknowledge them, validate them. But the more we know that there's something else going for them, the well-being seems to show up for us in the other person. Now, I'm not saying that the other person will suddenly say, yes, I can connect to my well-being now. Thank you, doctor. It's, it's like they might not say it, but because you are listening and you are trusting that it's okay not to jump to a fix in a quick fix, you start to notice more and more your own well-being in that space. And then with that, you suddenly are drawn to more and more to this, this well-being in them still. Mm. You see, and I, and I see what you're saying there, because I, <clears throat> I think the temptation is um, that we have an idea that people are in well-being if they are happy and jolly and motivated and skipping through life. Like, oh, that's somebody in their well-being. And then if somebody is maybe a little bit down or they're anxious or they're distressed or they're low, then we think, oh, they're not, they, they haven't got well-being. So there's a kind of a sense of there is well, you either got well-being or you haven't. But actually what I'm hearing you say here is that even when somebody is in that maybe low space or they're anxious or they're a bit distressed, well-being is still present. It just isn't maybe so clear and visible to you as you're listening to them but it's there and it was really interesting because I I heard this the other day and it just struck me that this maybe is helpful when it talks about well-being and what we're listening what we're listening for is there was somebody was was saying to me that oh my friend comes to me and she just moans at me and la 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 and and, and it's like well where is the well-being there and that's what I was explaining to her that well we're looking for well-being in a slightly different way. We're not looking for it in the content of the story. And she suddenly went, oh, I see. So actually my friend's well-being is the very fact that she gets at some level she needs to offload and she's coming to me to do that. Like that is her well-being coming through her. So it doesn't come through in a way that we're looking for necessarily, but it's coming through nonetheless. So as I see it, it's almost like we, we're starting to have eyes and ears and looking beyond maybe the, the massive story of, of uh, distress that comes from somebody or the story of worry or anxiety. And we're actually looking for well-being, but it doesn't necessarily show up in the way that we're thinking. It's, kind of, it's almost in disguise. Yes, and when you said eyes and ears for well-being... I guess when we use our physical eyes and physical ears, we are limited because, you know, we are straight away thinking about what well-being means, uh, how well-being should show up. And what we are asking is like, you know, ears from the heart, for example. When we listen from the heart... And, and metaphorically speaking, we hear because we have ears in our heart. That's a totally different space rather than listening with our, phys- you know, with our physical ears or watching or looking uh, from our physical eyes. Mm-hmm. Can you see there's a different distinction there? There's almost like, uh, and I think we all get this, I mean, maybe the word intuition or a gut feeling or listening in that deep, from that deeper space where it's not, we're not, listening with our heads or our eyes or our ears but we're kind of hearing it a deeper sense that and I guess the, the thing is, is is kind of hearing that people are okay and that whatever and what occurred to me then is like even when so for example I know that there are times in my life I've been so distressed that I've phoned up somebody and I've just sobbed on the phone without being able to get any words out now 
in a sense, they heard my well-being and they just knew all they needed to do was be with me. They didn't have to rescue me. They didn't have to stop me crying. It was almost like I was in well-being. I was processing these emotions by being so distressed. It was almost like I needed to get that out of my system. And all they needed to do was to, to metaphorically, it was on the phone, so they couldn't hold my hand, but was just to hold my hand and just say, it's okay, I'm with you and I'm just going to stick with you until you, you know, you feel that you're okay just to put the phone down. And even that, in a sense, is listening for well-being. Yes, and, and what people could start to sort of um, experiment, perhaps, is listening for their own well-being. So rather than saying, okay, let me experiment and let me ring up my friend and I know she has been distressed, so let me see if I can listen for well-being, <laughs> we are we suggesting, why, why don't you sort of start listening for your own well-being, even when you are like angry mode or in a sad mode or things are not going in the right direction for you and, you're, and you just feel, ah, so see if even in that state, if you can still sort of connect to or listen out. Mm. Because that's really interesting with the example I've just given you. Um, and I hadn't really thought of this before. So the very fact that in my distressed state, I phoned up my friend, that was my well-being. That, that was me listening to my well-being, giving, giving me a nudge on, on how I could best support myself in that moment. Beautiful. Yeah, I can see that. So listen in for yourself first. Well, I guess one of the questions that might come up, Rani, is that, okay, I can get that, but what about people that are you know mentally ill or what about people who who have dementia for example is well-being still present in them i wonder if that might be something we talk about next time yeah, let's talk about it next time you've been listening to the well-being podcast with liz scott and dr rani bora Check out coachingconnect.co.uk and ranibora.com for information, articles and ideas about well-being. Music